Mark exhaled as he read the last sentence he'd written. The weight and work of this project finally beginning to catch up with him. Not yet, he told himself. I'll rest soon, but not until I finish this story. Mark stared out into the busy city streets of Rome. It was the middle of the day. The sun was high in the sky, and yet people continued to walk briskly from place to place. Mark never knew what everyone was always in such a rush to go do. When he got back from his last mission trip, he had decided to never be in a rush ever again. At least not for the small stuff, which when you've seen as much as he had, you realize the small stuff is pretty much everything. Resurrection Sunday, he whispered to himself. He knew that was his ending, the thing all the other details had ultimately been pointing to. His mind began to wander back to those few days he had gotten to spend with the resurrected Jesus, just as alive, actually way more alive, without the weight and worry and impending doom of the cross. The resurrected Jesus was nothing but fun, never in a rush, never concerned with the small stuff, just content to be where he was. Tears filled his eyes again as he remembered those days, the things Jesus had said, but also the way Jesus made him feel, made him feel like he mattered, like everything was going to be okay. He glanced back down at his writings. If this writing project could communicate even a fraction of how it felt to be with Jesus, he would consider it well worth all the effort. With one more deep breath, he picked up his pen and began writing the final paragraphs of his gospel. Welcome to Season 6 of Stories in Scripture, a podcast dedicated to telling the big story of the Bible one piece at a time. In this season, we are walking through Mark's Gospel. Our hope is that these short episodes will lead you into more, into a time of reading, reflection, prayer, whatever it is for you. The goal is that you let the amazing story about the Savior of the world transform the way you live out your life today. It was the longest Sabbath day of Peter's life. Rain beat against the roof as he sat, staring at the wall. His wife tried to get him to eat, to get up, to do anything, but he couldn't do it. Sleep or awake, awake or asleep, it all felt the same for him. He didn't even notice when the sun went down and night came. Didn't mind the darkness one bit. Tomorrow, he'd go back to fishing. Tomorrow, he'd get back to what he knew. But tonight, he'd sit and stare hoping the darkness would last forever. As the sun began to rise in the eastern sky, Peter had no idea what was going on down the road. Mary Magdalene was grieved, but while others opted to sit at home, she knew she needed to be up, moving around, keeping busy. It had always been that way for her, at least ever since Jesus had cast the demons out of her, ever since she got her motivation for life back. She had decided to make the most of the second chance, to do what she could to always find the best in every situation. I guess that's the benefit of experiencing such darkness, she pondered to herself as she walked to the tomb. No amount of darkness can really ever stop me again. There was another Mary alongside her, Jesus' mother. 
a woman she had grown to love and look up to over the last few years, and their friend Salome, the three walked to the tomb to mourn. Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? Salome asked. It was a good question. The sun had barely risen. There was no one else around, a miscalculation Mary had to admit to herself. Her lips slowly arched up, the closest she had gotten to a smile in three days. And yet, something was pulling her toward the tomb. Something was telling her to keep walking, and so she obeyed. She was shocked when she got to the stone. Looking up, she saw that the very large stone had been rolled away, and as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side. And they were all alarmed. Fear shot down Mary's spine, fear that quickly melted away as the angel spoke. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. Mary's heart began to speed up. He, he what? She managed to ask. The angel just smiled. He's risen. Go tell the disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Oh, 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 okay, Mary said, right, yes, we'll, we'll go right now. Her mind was spinning as she did her best to make sense of everything and calculate her next move. Go tell the disciples. Go tell Peter. Mary's heart skipped a beat at the way the angel had said his name. She'd never seen Peter like this. He was hurting, blaming himself for so much of what had happened, so much so that an actual angel just tasked her to go bring Peter this good news. Yes, yes, I'll tell Peter myself, she said. They took off at a sprint, hearts full of joy, ready to carry the best news they'd ever heard when Jesus himself appeared to them on the road. They fell at his feet, worshiping him. Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Peter had never experienced such a lack of words and a lack of motivation to search for the words. He had heard from some of the others that Jesus was back, but he refused to believe it himself. He'd have to see it firsthand. He sat with the other 10 disciples eating silently. Peace be with you. Peter nearly choked on his food. He struggled to catch his breath as he whirled around to see Jesus. Why do you doubt? He asked them. Could it be? Peter began to calculate all the words Jesus had said when they were together, how he had predicted his death and resurrection not just once, but three times. Something about his rabbi's presence shattered all the darkness inside him, all the shadows, all the gloom. It was all gone, replaced with light, with light, with hope, with love, with joy. He did his best to hold on to every word Jesus spoke. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. 
The life was coming back for Peter, who was ready to stand, to run, to go and tell the whole world about Jesus. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get healed. Jesus kept teaching, kept instructing with the same zeal as before. And then Peter, James, John, and the others watched as he was taken up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. Peter turned to the others and could tell they were all thinking the exact same thing. Time to get to work. For the rest of their lives, their mission was simple. Tell as many people as they could about Jesus. Teach them the way of Jesus. They took off down the street and got to work. We made it. All 16 chapters of Mark's gospel, of his biography about Jesus. Way to go. I hope these episodes brought the story of Jesus to life in a whole new way for you. The truth is, you could read this story every month for the rest of your life, and you would notice and pick up on new things every single time. It's that good. I think the thing that got me most this time around was the centurion from the last episode. After 15 chapters of people trying to answer the question, who is this man? It's the Roman soldier who was in charge of a hundred other Roman soldiers, didn't grow up steeped in the tradition, didn't have a dog in the fight, who watches Jesus die and then makes the declarative statement, surely this man was the son of God. It's so great. It's like a whole story about hundreds of people on a search, everyone trying to figure out who Jesus is, and then at the last second, it's the last character anyone ever expected who figures it out. He is the one who understands what we've known since chapter 1, verse 1, when Mark tells us the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. As if Mark is saying, remember, to the one who feels out of place, to the one who feels unqualified, to the one who wonders if God sees them, to the one who doubts if God would ever use them, you are the perfect candidate. God looks at you and says, yep, perfect. My power is made perfect in weakness anyway. That's why I kept being drawn to Peter as I read Mark's gospel this time around. The one we believe who worked very closely with Mark in crafting this story. He's Jesus' go-to guy throughout, and yet he makes a ton of mistakes. And then even when he is starting to get it toward the end, he denies Jesus three times in his darkest hour. Because our imperfections have never been a problem. Because the story has always been about God's perfections. And so thank you for listening. Next time you go through Mark's gospel, I hope these stories and some of this context help bring it to life for you. Because ultimately, spending time reading scripture and listening to what God wants to speak to you through his word will transform your life. Thank you for listening to this season of Stories in Scripture. By now, we hope you have a much better grasp on Mark's gospel and the bigger picture he painted for us. If you enjoyed this season, we'd love for you to share it with your friends. And rating and reviewing, it goes a long way as well. We love getting to tell these stories, and we appreciate you coming along for the ride. So we'll see you next time for Season 7.